Hello, and welcome back to the North Georgia Blue Podcast, produced and distributed by the Fannin County Democratic Party. I'm your host, Meryl Clark, and we're getting into some good trouble today with our guest, Kayla Holyfield, running for Georgia State House in District 11. Welcome to the show, Kayla. We're happy you're here. Thank you. I'm blessed and honored to be here. Thank you so much, Meryl. Thank you. Well, Kayla is a lifelong resident of Pickens County in North Georgia, raised by a strong and determined mother. Following in her footsteps, Kayla is full of spirit, passion, and enthusiasm with anything that comes her way. She began her first semester of college at the age of 18 and moved into her first home and had her daughter at the age of 20. Her daughter is the reason she fights for a better tomorrow and why she's running to represent Georgians for Georgia House District 11. She also attended her local technical college for two more years while working full-time and raising her daughter. These experiences have enabled empathy within Kayla for those who are disadvantaged and need help. She states that she will use her passionate voice under the gold dome to help those who need it most. Look for Kayla on the ballot this November. Well, you're a very busy woman, Kayla, and you have a lot going on. Thank you for your candidacy and all of your hard work. So you've stated that you will work toward ensuring health care or Medicare for all access to health care for everyone. How do you plan on accomplishing this feat working across the aisle with Republicans in our state legislature? Yeah, that's a great question. It is a lot of working across the aisle work and I know I can do that. You know, I do set an example of that every day in my community with folks who don't agree with me. We do have respect for one another. So as much as I want to have a voice and spread the message, I do want to always be able to sit at the table like we always have done until these past few years to work together for a better tomorrow for everyone. So for me, it's more about morals and just following your heart. So I try really not to let one decision or person determine how I feel. So it's important to listen. Also, even if you disagree, a lot of pride can be set aside if you would listen and care. And then they would show the same respect and they would have to hear your point of view also, which therefore would maybe persuade their decision when they do hear more facts and more stories. So I just think a little bit of the conservative side can lack empathy at times that we really truly need it. So I want to be that voice. So that's probably how I would try to accomplish that just with teamwork. That's terrific. And we would certainly appreciate your efforts because we certainly know that healthcare is a pressing issue. So another matter that's near and dear to your heart is protecting our environment. What are your thoughts on the climate change package just passed by the United States Congress and how will it impact us here in Georgia? And also, I'd like to get your take on environmental justice issues as well. Tell us what we should be doing in our state to ensure all of our citizens are protected in this regard. Yeah, well, for one, you know, we need some 
credits for people who do care about the environment. So solar energy, it would be wonderful if you're putting all this cost into your home to make it more solar and smarter to have these credits. And it's very expensive to put in these nice windows and these solar panels and things like that. So to be recognized and to be rewarded for caring about the future for your grandchildren to grow up in and and so forth. So I would love to see this wouldn't be so much in my district, but mass transit, I think would be a great idea. More of that. So we're doing less cars and so forth, and it would just be more clean transportation. Let's see. So many different things. Recycling. I would really put a lot into my district of recycling. I know we do a great job already at that, but there still is no big reward. I just feel like people would go the extra mile if they get some type of credit for that, as opposed to nothing would be helpful and just trying to figure out how to do that in the best way. I want to make sure we have plenty of water. So um, I don't believe we actually have a water reservoir, for example, in Pickens County. I know that we do in other counties, but to have a backup would be very helpful and to make sure we're not going to run out of water or clean drinking water, that kind of thing. And those are just small things that would be be important that could help in a big deal. You know, a little change goes a long way. Right. And small things do add up. Yes. Small actions and small things. I do believe the climate change package to reduce 40% of our country's emissions by 2030 is extremely important. And certainly rooftop solar is also important. So it would be nice if that was expanded in our state. Yes. There's only a very limited number of folks who are allowed through the Public Service Commission, which currently is run by Republicans and in the pockets of Georgia Power. Georgia Power is only allowing a small number of Georgia's citizens to have rooftop solar and get those credits for rooftop solar. So certainly we need to expand that as well. Another issue very important to you is diversity and inclusion. What will your actions and goals be to ensure all of our citizens are legally protected in this regard? I think it's very important for diversity. The main reason, because you're going to improve the balance of opinions and views. So of course, when you have one specific group that's representing one another, that's the only voice that you have. And thankfully, you do have people that have the empathy and that can at least say it could be me. And that does help, but you still don't get the full experience because you're not them. And so I think it's really important to have that diversity and that voice for each each individual that may live in that community. So Asian American, Mexican American, it just doesn't matter. I think that we really need everyone to have a voice at the table. The few things we could do is bringing our community together. You know, my church likes to get together with all the other churches. It doesn't matter what denomination that you are, but Maybe let's get together and fellowship and get to know one another, which I think is a really, really good idea that maybe sometimes people don't want to do that. But I think regardless, it would be great to be more open minded. And again, that's where the listening comes in is you're hearing stories, you're talking to people that could be your potential best friend or husband or wife. So maybe just having particular events. I know COVID has really not helped us with having events 
events. And if we can just mitigate as much as possible, hopefully that would be a great strategy to just bring people back together by having these social events and making sure it's very welcoming. I want to make sure everyone's included and no one's left out. So it doesn't matter to me how many rainbows need to be involved to let people know, hey, this is for everyone. And then more people will see that these folks that are needing to be included that aren't are their family, their friends, their neighbors, their teachers or preachers. So I think experience helps with that. So I just want to give people more of an inclusive experience to get to know one another. How would you work with legislation to make that happen in the General Assembly? How would that work? I would want to follow up on bills that have already been created that were not passed or that are getting worked on being passed and making sure we support those and we get people out to support those and mainly voting. As long as we can have these bills and we have the votes, we can make something happen. So voting is extremely important when it comes to this so we can have that support because if we don't have the support, they don't think we need it. So Getting out the vote would be very important. And again, working across the aisle with my colleagues for the teamwork and them hearing stories to understand why we need certain bills to protect certain individuals. And, you know, the hate crime bill is one that will hopefully stop a lot of unnecessary hate crimes. So I would just want to back up current bills as well as possibly creating new bills to make sure of that and getting the support and back up from everyone needed, regardless of party. Right. Because we have to be bipartisan in this state because of all the deep red Republicans. True. So let's chat about our state economy. How do you plan to shore up our economic reserves and help those needing financial help? Because Leader Abrams has stated repeatedly that we have millions upon millions of dollars in reserves that the Republicans are just sitting on right now. Instead of distributing it to those who need it most, Mm -hmm. how would you change that? Stacey's a great advocate when it comes to these things. So I definitely trust and back her up on what she does with that. So I would want to mimic what Stacey is doing and how she's making all of this happen and actually educating the constituents for them to know that there is money and there are these profitable things sitting there for the people. It should go to the people, but I would have to really think a little harder on that one. I don't have a specific for that. You know, there's a lot to work on. So to have that solution to everything is pretty difficult, but I would definitely back up anything to help. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And then hopefully with just more knowledge and education and experience being there and watching, I can learn more and have a good solution to that issue. Well, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people run for office and they've never served in office before and they think they have all the answers, but they don't. No. They need to get there and learn the ropes. Yeah, it's like any job, you know? Sure, sure. There's always a ramp up to that. Yes. 
So I also wanted to ask you, and of course, I'm going to ask you this, I can only imagine your horrific reaction to SCOTUS overturning Roe v. Wade after so many years and basically taking away anyone with a uterus, taking away their human and civil rights. So HB 481, as we know, which is famously called the heart beat bill Mm -hmm. is now law in Georgia. The federal circuit has said that the law can go into effect immediately, but now there are several entities that are fighting the law on the state level, including the ACLU and the Georgia win list, which is run by Melita Easters. So litigation continues, but what would you like to see done at the legislative level to ensure that our rights are protected? So that's really, really important right now. The most important to my heart is that we are educating women right now living with this who don't know what to do. For me, it should have been clear enough that we have rights over our own reproductive system. And if it's not clear enough, then maybe we should also have another bill that knocks out HB 481 and that we have enough bipartisanship working and educating. Because for me, it's really mind boggling that the conservative party is not educated enough to understand why this is not okay. And it's really disheartening that they let this happen with the fact that more women will die. And statistically, if we were really trying to prevent abortion, we would want to expand Medicaid and have free health care so we don't have to worry about unhealthy pregnancies or people not getting the treatment that they need. So that's a shocker for one. So it would be a lot of educating. If people would just sit down and listen to why, then they would be convinced that it's just not a good idea, but they're not willing to listen. So I would want to strategize for one, how we get the Republican Party to truly open their eyes and ears and heart and listen to the whys and the stories. And again, since it doesn't happen to them, apparently they don't care. So we need to just have more empathy and possibly maybe we need to create another bill that will help women and their reproductive rights. Not really sure what exactly that would be. That would go a lot into that bill to make sure we're not leaving out something because we know how the Supreme Court can be now that we've watched this happen, which is also very shocking. To me, it's almost like the Supreme Court is just another political party at this point, which is really scary. Right, exactly. And overturning nearly 50 years of precedent is appalling. I've got chills. Yeah, it's odd. And I'm not the smartest person. And I can see it from a mile away that it's just how can you guys and women making that decision? And the worst part about the situation is that these are men making this decision about a woman's body. So I'm still pretty much in shock about what has happened. My main focus would be to help these women living with this decision today. How are they going to get an abortion? Help them find out their resources and then definitely be working on protecting women's rights in the future. But for now, we've got to help the women who are living with it as we speak. That's really sad. Yes, I agree completely. And I would also add that Republicans not only let it happen, they actively 
made it happen. Yes. And these old pale and stale men that you refer to who know nothing about a woman's reproductive system. Yes. And the health care that goes along with that, because it's not just abortion, it's health care, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all part and parcel. And this is one of the reasons why you and I are so frustrated along with our listeners. It feels sometimes like we're taking two small steps forward and one big step back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And these issues are not just going to attack people with the uterus or women. I have no doubt that the Supreme Court of the U.S. is poised to overturn our civil and human rights, taking us back to the 19th century. It certainly feels that way. So it is frustrating. It is. It all has to come down to power. And that's what is sad is we should work for the people and it shouldn't be the other way around. And that's why term limits are also important. Get in and get out. And that segues to my next question. You've stated repeatedly that term limits have to be imposed on everyone. So are you referring to Congress or our state legislature or anyone who serves in office? It should be for everyone who serves, because I look at the Supreme Court and I no longer agree that that should be a lifetime appointed position, because how do we know they're going to be able to progress with the moving world. You can't stay in 1979 forever. And (laughs) although they're trying. And you know what? Lots of 1979 would be fantastic. I want the home phone back too, you know, and that would be great. I would love horse and buggy too, but we're not moving that direction. So unless it's solar powered, give me a solar powered buggy. So I do want to move forward. And I think term limits are important to be sure we're getting people in office who understand what we need right now. And I agree with you. That should be for everyone in office from the national down to the local level. And that includes the state level as well. Yes. There is absolutely no doubt about that. So if someone wants to get involved with your campaign, if they want to volunteer, donate, help you get into the General Assembly so we can make these progressive ideas that actually help people on that level, where would you send them? So I would say the best place to go would be my website and Facebook, of course, but that will be www.hollafieldforhouse, that's F-O-R, hollafieldforhouse.com. And then you can do slash donate on the end of that would take you straight to the donation page, but you can just check out my website. I know lots of people may not have Facebook right now with all of the sadness in the world, you know, but I am on Facebook. So just Hollafield for House as well. And you can message me and then I always get right back to you and I'll give you my cell number to give me a call. We can chat if you have any questions. So that's one thing I really want to do is talk to my constituents. I do want to try to knock on doors this time in 2020. 20, it just wasn't possible with COVID. And so that's one thing I really want to do is go out here and speak to my constituents and let them know I can relate to a lot of issues. Well, you know, you weren't born with a silver spoon and you know what it's like Mm -hmm. to have to work and struggle. So yeah. That's the empathy that you're referring to. And you're right. It does seem that conservative Republicans don't have the empathy that they should for others. And that's beyond unfortunate. I don't know what will change that or if it will ever change, but this is why we're Democrats, right? Yeah. 
So excellent point. And finally, if you listen to the podcast, you know, this is coming. (laughs) You know, this question is coming. Tell me a fun fact about yourself. Something interesting just about Kayla that doesn't necessarily have to do with your work with Appalachian Indivisible or the other Indivisible groups or your candidacy. Tell me something fun just about you. Well, something I don't really ever think about to tell people, but is true is I am actually pretty funny. So I'm the chair of the Pickens County Library Board, and that's kind of new. So just in today's meeting, you know, I was cracking everybody up. Everyone was just laughing the whole time. And I don't even realize it really, but, you know, I'm pretty funny. So I would say maybe I could probably do some comedy, like stand up. Oh, maybe you should. Open mic night, right? Improv. Yeah, exactly. Why not? You know, if I can talk to people on stage, then I could be great at that. I mean, there's probably more, but that's a good fun fact. I can make you laugh. I love that. Well, we can certainly all use as much humor as possible during these dark days with SCOTUS. So (laughs) I was about to say it's dark humor (laughs) is what it is. Even better. Yeah, really. Even better. Well, thank you, Kayla, for joining us today. Thank y'all. And sharing more about your critical work Mm -hmm. that you do as a Democratic activist, which we all appreciate, and your candidacy to support Democratic ideals and policy. I'm Meryl Clark, and on behalf of our team, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the North Georgia Blue podcast. Join us next time when we chat with Shalia Edwards, running for Georgia Public Service Commission. To learn more about us and the work that we're doing, visit us online at Fannin countygeorgiademocrats.com. Share the North Georgia Blue podcast with your friends and family, and be sure to subscribe and follow. And if you enjoy our podcast, be a founding patron and friend of the show at northgeorgiabluepodcast.com slash patron with three different giving levels to choose from, offering cool swag, recognition on the show and website, and valuable gift cards to help us continue getting into more good trouble.